Hey, what's up? I'm Joel Madden. This is Artist Friendly from Alternative Press. And this week, I'm talking to Pete Wentz from Fall Out Boy. No bad times. I don't want no bad, bad. Dude, I'm so stoked to talk to you. I'm stoked to talk to you. I guess the I, I guess like for me, we'll start with Fall Out Boy. Um, because the new record is out. It's gonna be out anyways. Mm, yeah, yeah, we hear yeah. this. I feel like Fall Out Boy, it might be one of the only bands that successfully navigated the times through from when you think about your first record to now and think about how long you guys have been putting out relevant music. I'll, I'll say at each with each record, you've had a song that was relevant to the time. You had a, whether it was a successful singer, single on like the charts or it was a song we all knew that, that there, there was a, there's been like a through line with like your guys' music with Fall Out Boy as a brand, as a band, as a thing. Um, that I haven't seen, when you think about where we all came from, we kind of all came from similar, mm-hmm. the same yeah, scene. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to name another band that has traversed time the way you guys have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like there's, pro- um, there probably are, I mean, I thought about it the other day when I was like kind of trying to explain, where were we? We were in, Berlin, and we were talking about we put out when we came back because we did take a, we took a little break a couple of years, and we came back with a record called Save Rock and Roll, and then a record called American Beauty, and it was just a weird time, like it was a hostile time to bands in pop culture. You know, what I mean, there just weren't a lot. It was like kind of like if you are a band, so we just had to find it, all these ways to kind of like. It was like in. EDM. EDM had its moment in a really good way. It was it was something that came up, and we were there too at the beginning in LA. There was all this stuff happening with with the parties and stuff. But yes, it was impossible to be in a band at that time. But you guys didn't do an EDM record no. during that time. You made no. a rock record. Yeah, we just so. tried. You know what I mean? And like we, but but I think about it like. I, I was trying to explain, I was like, it was a little bit like, I've been watching like Last of Us or whatever. And I was yeah. like, it was a little bit like Last of Us where you were just like Zombies. surviving, you know what I mean? And you were <laughs> yeah. like, I hope the big zombie doesn't jump out at us or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then we put out this record. Um, we put out uh, an album called Mania. And I think that yeah. that was the most, f- like when I go back and I listen to it now, I'm like, we were frustrated. You know what I mean? And it like, there, it you can hear it in the music, you know, like it feels angry, frustrated. Like it was like, and that was the first record we put out where there were like, there weren't gatekeepers, right? So it was like, you're like, this is the single. And people are like, no, 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 this is the single. And I was like, oh, this is a cool, this is like, for people like us that like love music and love different genres of music, it's like the perfect time, you know, because it's like, you can kind of do anything and it might work, you know what I mean? And so I think this is the first record where we were able to, we were just like more free again. You know what I mean? Right. It was like, we could just, do kind of exactly what we wanted. The thing that I kind of see though, because when I think about Save Rock and Roll, even Mania, which I, I was I I I like felt that frustration in the record, but I also felt like I don't know, man. Like you guys, you guys, I don't. Th- I think people just see a band and they go, "Oh, that must be cool. That must be nice." They don't know how hard it is to keep the thing, the heartbeat. Right. Beating. Right. Because 
you're, what you're up against. It's not the band. I mean, it is the band. Like, like it is a, a marriage that you have to stay together. Yeah. It, 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 and you guys have done that, which is a, an accomplishment for any band to be together for a long time and stay together. It's like being married a long time. It's why we all celebrate it. Yep. Because we see most fail. It's totally. just really hard. Totally. And anyone that's been in a band or that's been married never gives anyone else any slack for breaking up because you understand that what you're against. Difficult. It's just difficult having people all living together and sharing lives and the challenges of being in a band and then going through and traversing time and eras and coming from the early 2000s to now, it's a different world. Completely. And you've had to go through the death of of analog, the death of uh, music as a product, to streaming, to now all the different versions of how you have a career and how you put your music out, and to 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 be able to tr- to to go through all of that. I guess, like my question is, and me and Ben have talked about this about you guys all the time about as an, an example of the pot of what's possible for for people who want to stay together and want to do it. And from when I look at the band from the outside, this is a big rock band that started in a basement and has gone on the whole journey all the way around. And I wonder how much of that is instinct and how much of that is decision-making or maybe it's both. Yeah, I mean, I think it's both. You know, like I call, I'm, you know, I'll text you, get advice from you. I text a lot of people that I think are really smart to get advice from or, you know, whatever. Um, I always feel like when in doubt, you have to trust your gut, like your first instinct, you know? I also have like a couple of friends where I'm like, they never pick the right single. So I'm yeah. like, I always like, kind of <laughs> ask them what their opinion is to just rule something out, pick you know? The wrong you know? Yeah. Um, Smart. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot of instinct and it's a lot of like, the world is changing super fast. Music changes twice as fast as that. And I feel like it's just gotta be authentic, you know, like it, feels like if you're not into doing the thing you're doing, it reads, you know what I mean? Yeah, or, it's, yeah. or it's like, it's a hard thing to keep up. You know what I mean? Like- It's hard to fake it Yeah, it's for hard to so for, for so long. You yeah. can't do that. So I always like trust the authenticity. And like, even if it's not going to be big, that like, it's just something that's true. So it's like important to follow the truth. Um, and then I think that within the band, especially like with- me and Patrick, there's like a little, I don't, cause I don't know how it is with you and Benji. I think, feel like you guys are a, mo- a little more like, like in sync or like, I don't know, you guys, yeah. you seem like you always Dude, are. We're, yeah. we're, we're like two, we're like a pair. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like a pair of socks. Totally. Like one, we, we complement each other. Totally. His strengths are my weaknesses. Totally. It like, it like really fits together. So me and Patrick, I think his, it's the strength, his strengths are my weaknesses. That's, that's totally true. But like, we also, there's like a, we're, like he only cares about certain things. Like he really only cares about the music and the melody. And I really only care about like the visuals and the lyrics. And so they're like at a constant, they're like constantly um, conflicting, conflicting yeah. with each other. And when we get it right, we get it really right. Yeah. And when we get it wrong, I'm like, yeah, it was a little, like one of us kind of outweighed the other one. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's kind of a freaky talented. He's super talented. Um, super artist, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he kind of like, like we'll talk about things and sometimes I'm like, dude, that, that makes like no sense, but he only has like artist brain, which I really, really appreciate. 
And then, um, yeah, I mean, I think that that being at odds with each, it's like a little oil and water in a good way, I think, when we get it right. Have you guys ever created without each other for Fall Out Boy? We've never created without each other for Fall Out Boy. We've created without each other just like on other stuff. Right. There's lots of times when I'm like writing with somebody or something and I'm like, ah, like we just don't think the same way yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and it's weird and it feels weird you know what i mean like i i know that i have like a um like i must have eaten like too many like lead paint chips when i was little or something yeah. because i like describe things a little weird you know right. what i mean and he picks up on it like he always gets what i'm putting down and right. sometimes the producer or something is like what are you talking about and right. i'm like it's like if these two movies were combined and then you do, you know, like, or whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's actually, not lead chips though. That's like some wiring. Yeah. Something thing. weird. Like, yeah. Something, yeah. some oh. like, probably like really smart thing though. You're, you're maybe it's probably, I don't, like, know. I don't know probably means anything. you're really smart. Uh, but Patrick is kind of like freaky talented. Mm-hmm. He's in my opinion, one of the best, you know, when you think about the era where we all uh, come from in, at least in the early starts of our, our careers, um, he is to me one of the most talented singer songwriters that you know, I think he gets credit, but I don't think he always gets enough credit because he's really almost like a jazz. Yeah. He gets soul. he gets credit, but he like doesn't get like on some certain I don't know what it is. Like maybe it's on some level or something like where it's like he should like to me he should be compared with these other singers kind he of can or whatever. hang with the best of yeah them. and yeah. he's he doesn't really get that but like yeah. he's also as humble time, you know what i mean as time goes and and he's humble and it's i think that people are still shocked that that voice comes out of him you know what i mean yeah yeah he he's he's i think he cares less about being a star he no. cares more about the the composure of a song, the melody. He's a he's a soulful totally guy. Totally. And I've I've gotten to work with him once, I think, a we long time ago, like some songwriting thing. I forget what it was, but I was just struck by how he's the real deal. Yeah. Like totally. it's not some like he's, no, it's not he's a put on or anything. He's lived it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like he would be a starving musician playing in like a blues bar. He says it all the time. If he's he had like, to. Yeah, like, he's like, this is. Just, I would just be doing a different version of this yeah, or something. Yeah. That's what I see uh, when I see him. I always think. and I, But I do think that when you think about the quality of the music for Fall Out Boy, I think, and I feel this way about my band, but that's because it's my band and I love it. But I feel like sometimes we got grouped into music that um, r- real serious music people don't take seriously. And if you break the music apart, some, there's you could compete with the the best of them and there's things about the music that 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 that's brilliant and i think fallout boy has had uh the like the music itself has always stood up and you could take that music and put it into orchestral you could take it and do all kinds of things with it and it would live up to being really good um and i think the interesting thing for me that uh, uh you know you have patrick who's like I just think, like I said, one of the most talented of our generation, totally. and still doing it. And then you have you, who I've always seen as it's really interesting. Like how many bass players <laughs> so from <hard>. a band <laughs> are kind of also a front man. Yeah. There is a few, yeah, but also you don't sing, yeah, but you write the lyrics and you bring the concepts and you have these like. So you really are kind of like a designer poet 
and a songwriter for sure. I'm not taking that away, but like, like let's break out of songwriting and like talk about all the other talents that go into that of what you do. It's like designing, it's concept, it's, it's writing, it's, it's, it's poetry. It's the song titles even, I think are part of like the success of Fall Out Boy. There's there's a thing to- DNA to it. Yeah. yeah, There's like, it's, you, you come to expect it. Um, and then I, but then I get to peek into your real life. So I get to see like, oh, this is a person who's, I think, driven by visual. You love art. You love artists. You love finding new artists. Mm-hmm. Driven by, I think, the style of something that make, you know, that captivates at least your imagination. Mm-hmm. And then I know there's probably a world in your head where stories or something are always swirling just by he- reading your lyrics and seeing your song titles. I, there's got to be a world that you're living in all the time that you're walking around with in, some kind of information always turning. Totally. And I can only imagine like, what is that like to live in that? I mean, you get it out every few years when your songs come out, but in between, totally. you're stuck with your with your brain. Yeah, totally. And I'll like explain it. Like I'll go over like an idea at my house and my like family's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, dad. <laughs> totally. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, sometimes when we get in the room with a producer or something, they're like, well, will you do this and you do that? And I'm like, well, I don't really do that. Really. You know, like, it's like, it's like the, the roles are so um, probably like not traditional and not, that it's like odd when it's with anybody except Patrick yeah. most of the time, at least songwriting, because it's like, I feel like I could like, I have like a totally like dope idea in my head and I like, and I don't know how to paint or something. Right. You know what I mean? It's like a really weird. You need someone to paint it for yeah. you. Yeah. But I like know exactly, you know what I mean? And like, so it's like really, you know, a blessing. It's like, it's like a once in a million, like, like serendipity or some something like that you ran into somebody like when you're like, you know, I'm 20, he's 17 or 21, he's 17 or whatever. Like that's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? And um, when did you guys meet? We met in like 2002, maybe 2001, maybe. Do you think it's possible that your brains were just forming around this, this idea that you could make music at the same time and they like somehow they fused kind of together and they like formed and developed together and that you guys develop those muscles together. Therefore, like the muscles have like memory and they, they kind of move together, even though you're two different organisms, there's like proof scientifically that things can, can, can react together. And like, there is, I think something about like being at this certain spot in our development with anything and we form our kind of understanding of something around those developmental years that it's possible that the both of you learned it together. Therefore you like have this. I think there, I've never thought of it in that way, but I think that there is the possibility of that. And it is in the way that like now it's so fast. Like when we're in the studio, like we don't really, like we can do it so quick with each other, like that it's like we, it's like a shared language that like, is just like, it's, it's, the closest thing non-twins would have or something, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, we're it's like, like soulmates. We, yeah, like we get, yeah. like I immediately know the vibe, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't have to really say anything and we can just do that stuff like really, really quick now. And like, we've also like removed the ego from it on that level, which did take time, you know, yeah, it's like age. when you're, yeah, when you're first doing it, it's like 
yeah. mad and you're like, you know what I mean? Young like, bucks. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Just out there trying to kill it. Totally. And now it's like, yeah, it's like the, the ego is removed. It's like trying to like, I always think about like um, the the Red Wings in the 90s, they, or maybe it was the late 80s, they, they, they imported these Russian players and basically like no one could beat them for like three years because they play this style of hockey called... Um, in service of the puck. So your only job is to move the puck to the next guy or right. whatever. You know what I mean? Like you're, you don't, you work for the puck. And I think about that, like in terms of like the art, you know, and it's like, we've, we've said it for a long time, but it feels like this album's the first one we were able to like, really be like, oh, you could play that the best. You could, oh, like you handle, you know what I mean? Which is cool. Are you guys best friends? Definitely. Cool. That's nice. Yeah. It's also like one of those weird ones where like sometimes we can just be hanging out. Like we can hang out and we don't have to be talking. I don't know. It's like, you know, the kind of thing where like, we don't actually have to have like conversation. We don't going have to over. do anything. Yeah. We can also not talk for six months and still be totally. Best and you friends. pick up right where it was. That to me is a best friend. You can not see him for a year and you could see each other and like nothing's changed. Cause totally. there's this understanding that like we have autonomy from one another. My, your happiness does not depend on me, but my happiness is your happiness totally, and your happiness is my happiness. So I believe that like those are the best relationships where I don't feel beholding to you if I don't check in with you all the time, you know? And I think that there are relationships where we have to do that. I get it. Uh, and it's appropriate sometimes, but like at a, a friend, I always feel like as we can not talk for a year or two years and I could see you and it's like, feels so good. We picked up right where we left off. Everyone's totally. happy. Totally. And there's zero, it's like really light. Totally. Not heavy. Totally. You know? Um, you should write a book. I don't know what it would be about. I don't know, like a Joelisms. You know? Because it's not just on the, like the, like I'm sure that people who are listening or watching, I don't know how people, do people watch mostly podcasts now? Yeah, it, well, there's fun. there's video, like video. clips. So whatever, however you're experiencing the I podcast. I don't really like YouTube. I don't like the whole episodes being up. We're going back and forth on that right now because okay. I don't like people watching me for that long. Right. I'm just weird about it, but yeah. I don't mind listening, yeah. obviously singing and stuff. But like, anyways, I do feel like that this show is like a nice chance to have conversations that I love having with people. But that's what I'm saying is like, it's not like who you are. I feel like people probably think is just on the podcast, but like you actually like deliver gems like this, like in like text and stuff. Yeah. You do. I love Yeah, it. you do. You like are very good at it. That's why you should write a book. I love uh, talking to people that, I actually think it comes from a need to want people, I, I think growing up and go, going through my youth with really not a lot of friends. In my head, I, I had a ton of friends. I thought everyone, like, I thought everyone was gonna love me. Right. I was like, they're all gonna love me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to school and everyone's going to love me. And uh, and I had Benj, so we were always playing together. So in our world, it felt like we had right. friends. And when we went out into the world, and we were in like a weird kind of sheltered uh, home, and it was, it was, it was, that's a whole other uh, episode. Uh, but yeah, my mom was, wasn't really like letting us go out. She was super worried about like, she, she was very religious and she was worried about us experiencing the world, right. you know, that in, in, in a secular way. And, um, and which I understand where that comes from, you know, parents want to protect you from the world because uh, it is a, a tough place. But uh, also growing up in the middle of nowhere, there wasn't a lot of people. Right. Um, certainly now living in L.A. night and day from my childhood. 
But I think going into the world, I wanted to make friends and I wanted to make friends with everybody. And I thought everyone would be your friend. I just thought that's just, everything's, you could do that. You could just right. be friends with everyone. Right. It's not how it works. Right. You don't realize the, the complexity of people and they've all been through stuff and, and they're, they're uh, uh, so I think going through school with not a lot of friends was hard. And when I got into the world as an adult with the band, again, I, I think I was naive enough to go, everyone's going to love it. We're going to make it and everyone's going to just be stoked. Right. And we're going to have all these friends. And then I had the experience again of like the cynicism of, of the, of, you know, the, there's one side of success where you have all the success that you're, you've worked and chased and you wanted and you thought that was going to solve all your pain and, and, you know, all your problems, uh, and it does some, you know, financially and things like that. But the emotional stuff is something you just have to work on. It's self-esteem. It's all the things. Um, and I think... I call that the, um, you know, in Empire Strikes Back, when, like, Luke is going into the cave to, like... Yeah. And, like, Yoda's like, you don't need to bring in your lightsaber. And, like, he's like, I'm bringing... You know, like, but, he, like, Yoda knows, like, you are who you... You you are who you are when you cross into the cave. You don't need the light. Like, you only bring... You only fight what you bring in, you know? And it's... Yeah. I think about that in the same way as, like, with going through, like, I don't know, like, the fame vortex or going, band getting big or whatever. Like, who you are before you went in, like, you're not going to fill any voids. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no not, holes like, are no, getting Nothing filled. gets better. Like, this award, this plaque doesn't fill it. The you next know what I mean? day, you're, like... You're you're empty if you don't have some real substance. And I listen, I think that like you're a great example of someone I know personally, uh, that you know, I know you personally, so I have an insight into your real life. And you look, being around entertainment for 20 some years, you get to see all the cautionary tales. We've both seen it. Yes. Um, it's a real thing. And then you see people who are actually building families and navigating real life. And like, we're raising teenagers. That's a whole other thing. But like, you're navigating real life the best you can, and you're a real human. And that's different sometimes than some of the, the, like the cautionary tale is, is like build a walls around me where no one can get in. And I'll have, you know, I kind of insulate myself from the world so I don't have to deal with reality because I never healed the part of me that was broken in the beginning. Totally. And that's, I totally agree with you. Like any kind of success, money, fame, whatever you want to call it, will absolutely magnify your problems, your interpersonal problems, your pain, your suffering. Expose your flaws. It'll expose your flaws. It'll also magnify your greatest qualities if you let it. If you if you want to project that out to the world, it's not all bad. Like I think I was raised to think people that had money were bad, fame was bad, everything was bad. I get the idea like your parents want to protect you from disappointment or right. any of the things that right. – if you don't get the good things in life, I actually don't think anything's good or bad. I think it's what you make of it. So money can be good. It can be bad. Yeah. Fame can be good. It can be bad. And it, then there's things you have to manage in between with all of it. But I think you're someone who I, who, who has seen it all, like not just fallout boy, but your life through the years has been projected out there the same you know my, mine too we've been through it and you can become bitter 
or you can roll through it. And like, I've seen you just navigate it with a lot of resilience and a lot of like goodwill. And it feels like a positive attitude you've kept to the world. Yeah. I mean, because I feel like, uh, especially having kids, like being bitter is not the answer. You know what I mean? Like I, I had friends who had like bitter parents or like who were like pissed or like it didn't work out or whatever, you know? And I just don't, you just start this cycle that I think can be so generational. You know what I mean? Like where you like instill that in someone else, you know? And it's like, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, the, the world is tough. The world can be great. Some, in some ways, um, if you're lucky enough to be, I don't know, have the right access to the right education, right access to whatever, the world is what you make of it. You know what I mean? In in those cases, you know? And I think that like, I I want I want my kids to um, know that they're part of the world and they're part of a world that they should be trying to change and make a better place, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I feel like um, when we hang out or, you know, like whatever, like, it's just always great when I'm like, oh yeah, that's like, a real guy that I can like talk about like being a dad with or yeah. like, I don't know. Or like you don't I even really it. you don't even like with the dad stuff, you don't even really need to talk about it that much. You're just like know what you're going through. You're like, I know <laughs> and you're you're still kind of in the trenches. Yeah. I'm a little out of like once you have teenagers, it's a whole other thing, but you are out of the trenches of like that like always tired, never sleeping, always drained, like what it is to raise young kids. Yeah. It's hard work. It is physical like it's physical and you're a super engaged dad. I feel like our generation of fathers is the most engaged that, that like probably in the history of the world, our generation of these, like the last 20 years, I think like fatherhood has become something that we can talk about mental health, something we can talk about our emotional experience, our emotional life is something we can talk about. It's all wrapped up together, but I feel like it's, it's, It's a different, like our dads were from a different generation. Totally. And And they were like, like, just, it was just rigid. You know what I mean? Put food on the table. Yeah. Keep a roof over your head. Yeah. Punish you. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And they weren't like ever supposed to like show their emotional side. They just weren't, it was just like not, it was. How it was. Yeah. It was built differently. So. God bless them. I mean, I actually think that most of, I well, I'll, I'll say from my perspective, I feel like a lot of times I question my, how manly am I? I wrestle with it a little bit because right. my dad was such a tough guy right. and, um, and all the, all my uncles and all the, the man figures around when I was young, um, were, were such tough guys. Uh, and that's all they ever knew. And now I think we are a much more emotionally kind of in tune with ourselves and we share with, totally like me and my friends we talk about like i'm really feeling sad about you know the- i mean we're meant to evolve you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean yeah, though, yeah. you know you are yeah you're- it's it's a trip though but um but i think it's like i mean i really love it i love being able to talk about my experience with a guy like you and compare notes totally i think it makes us better i think i also admire I, all my friends, I admire them for something. I admire something they're doing in the world, whether it's your career, which I do. Also, you have a family. You've been able to navigate that, which I think with like, you do it gracefully. And I look out in the world and look at people that are doing things gracefully. And I go, man, I want to learn how to dance like that. 
Totally. You know? Yeah. I want those moves. You're pretty groovy though, man. You got the I, moves. I can groove, <laughs> but... You're pretty groovy. <laughs> it's, you it's, got the uh, moves. Uh, you know, I try to groove, but I, I, I'll be honest with the family. It's all Nicole. She just, she runs a good ship and I just go along and... Yeah, but, I like, but I'll be like pulling into the neighborhood on like a Sunday and you're like, we just got back from San Diego all weekend for baseball. And I'm like, got it. It's it's yeah. dedication. Yeah, totally. You got to be there. Yeah, weekend warrior, you know. You got to go. Yeah. And with the with that stuff too, man, like you're just, you know it, you're just driving in the car with a, you know, 13 year old. They don't yeah. say anything. Yeah. yeah. It is yeah. yes and no. Yeah. But I just like being in the car with them. Yeah. I'm happy. Totally. You know, um, how much has the family life helped your music life or has it taken you away from you? Like, where would you say it's helped it? And would you say it's been all, I mean, I would say that my family has in the best way possible allowed me to step away from music in a way because it finally gave me something that I feel like I was always chasing, you know, I have to be honest, to this day even, when we put out a good Charlotte record, I'm nervous and I really want people to like it and I really want it to do well. Totally, we all it do. Just, yeah. It tears me apart totally. for that little period of time. And it, my family was the first relief I ever had from feeling like um, that was my, my net worth was all wrapped up in right. this, like my self-esteem was all wrapped up in this, this idea that this had to be the best and it had to succeed. And I think my family relieved me from feeling that way. And it actually reshaped my relationship that I have with the band in a really good way. Awesome. But uh, it took like 10 years. Yeah. I mean, to me, what it's done, I think recently is like, well, especially the pandemic. Like, so the pandemic happened and I was like, I don't even know if I, how much I want to like leave my house or leave, yeah. you know, like I just felt like, had really good time with my family. So what it made it, we talked about this the other day, is that like, it made it so like, the record has to be something we believe in enough to, that leave, we're, the house. to leave the house right. and to leave and go promote it or go on tour. Like, because it's like, the time away is too valuable that like to do it for like something that we don't care about, it's just like not worth it. So I think- this particular era, it like sharpened the art a little bit, you know, because right. like we had, you know, like I was like, dude, I don't want to like it to be like whatever stuff. And then like, feel like when we're away, like you're on the plane, you're at the airport or whatever. And you're like, why am I here? You know what I mean? No minute is wasted. It costs you way too much to be away. Time is like the most precious thing, you know? It can't. Yeah. You can't leave for the money. It's like, you have to leave for like something that you really believe in because being home is way more valuable to you, uh, and uh, and the only way you would go out there and, and and really spend your time promoting something is if it was worth if, if it meant everything to you. I totally get that. I feel the same way actually. That's why we were saying when you were like, "Are you guys going to make a record?" I was like, "Yes," but man, it's got to be special for us to go out there and do that because it is such a sacrifice. The world's waiting for it, I think. I don't know. I don't know if they are, dude. I think, I think they are. I think I think that people like Good Charlotte. I think we have like a a positive like affection with I think it's like a good relationship with the world and music. I think that we have 
a lot of love for like all of it. I think we'll make another record for sure. I just don't know what it's going to, I just don't know what it's going to sound like. I don't yeah, know. Totally. Cause I don't want to do the past and I definitely don't want to capitalize on like, uh, on, you know, I know that there's this like new wave of like music and I don't think it's a rehash of pop punk. I don't, yeah. I think people say that cause they can't relate it to anything. No, and it's like, it is this stuff is cyclical, but there's always new, it's new versions of it. It's just like. I don't think Machine Gun Kelly is rehashing pop no, punk. No, I agree. I think he loves the kind of music, and he, but he's not just making, I think he's touching on influences that like he loves. But when I met him over a decade ago, he was talking the same talk. He loved those bands. Right. And he always wanted to make the kind of music he's making from my experience of him. And I, when he came out with his music and this wave has come up of all these bands, I kind of knew he was going to do, like, I could see it was natural for me to see right. him do that. I, I don't think it's a rehash of the scene. And I don't think it's anything an old band can capitalize on. I think it's, I, I actually think we have to really go inside of ourselves and create art that we think is special yeah. and put it out in the world. And it's like the Madden Brothers record, the lost record. Like we made that I in love that 2014. Record. Yeah. And like, no one really got it. They got it in Australia. <laughs> you got it. I got it. Um, and we pulled it down and it doesn't live anywhere because we were like, you know what? We made that for ourselves. Maybe we'll put it out one day for like people who want to hear it. Yeah. But like, it was the best feeling though, because it really felt like it was for us. And I feel like that was an exercise in learning how to like care about something enough to not need it to live out in the world and to just keep it. And I think it's, it, it, it certainly that record, if we put it out, great. But I think it was just that moment where we said, no, we're going to take it back and make it ours. And then I think we took that to good Charlotte and that's kind of now how we feel. We feel like we're, this is ours and we'll share it when we think it's ready. Right. And maybe that's like, maybe, I mean, we're going to work on music and see like, I'm, we're messing around, you know. They're waiting, I'm telling you. I think, I always think about it in terms of like, because, you know, there's always new waves that are, you know, remixes, updates of the, you know, because that's yeah. what it is. It, you know, it cycles and you add your stuff to the thing, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but like, you know, someone brought up like, you know, the when we were young was happening and Machine Gun Kelly and they were like, you should just do, you know, Sugar Going Down Part 2. And I was like, dude. That is like absolutely what we should not do. Right. Like it, it, it won't sound right. We're different people. And it'll ruin the first one. Yeah. You know what I mean? First one's perfect. Yeah. And it, you know what I mean? And so like, I thought about it. I always think about it in the way of like, it should be adjacent to what like when we were young and Machine Gun Kelly. Because we can't like, it, like you said, it's a whole gen it's a whole new generation and we're like 20 years past that. And But like, I think about it in terms of like when us and like my chem first came and I think and Green Did Day. Did you guys was, come around the same around time? Around the same time. Right. And Green Day was putting out a record. And I was always thought like they could have just put out a record that kind of like aped what we were doing, but instead they put out American Idiot, which was this thing that reminded everyone like it was like, oh, Green Day. They like were the band that put out Dookie. You know what I right. mean? And it was like adjacent to what we were doing. But like at the same time, it was like it reminded the world of like what Green Day was. That's kind of your guys's And that's what we thought about with the record. You know you what I mean? It's like make it's interesting because Green Day's done that really well too. They've just like always put out the Green Day record. Totally. In the era, in the era, they put out the yeah. Green Day record, which is like 
they can play the same festivals as the band, you know, or the other bands or whatever, but they it never felt like they're like trying to be something that they weren't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And American Idiot obviously is a huge record, but you don't look at Green Day's catalog and go like, oh, which like they all kind of just feel like Green Day records. Yeah. So you're like, oh, that was their big record, that record. But you see, I don't know. I think it's like true. That, that makes a lot of sense to me. You guys toured with them. Mm-hmm. Was it good? It was awesome. It was a little crazy. Okay. So the first... Okay, so we got pitched the tour, right? And it was a little crazy because it was like, you really had to manage your ego. Like you really had to be like, if we're going into this, like we're going to try to make like a big rock tour. And yeah, that means like, like a big you, statement. Yeah and, yeah, and that means like, you can't be like fighting over the ad mat. You can't like, cause the right. whole thing is going to come off the, if we start fighting about one thing, we're going to yeah. fight about everything. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and yeah. so that was, we, we got over that hump pretty easily. Um, and then COVID happened and stuff was delayed. And then we went on tour, like this big tour that was like so celebratory. And then we got COVID and then we didn't hang out with each other at all. Right. It was all cool. And it was like, we're going to be, you know, like, this is this big moment and we should be, it should be like this. And then we got COVID and it was like, oh no, now we're all locked down. So we didn't hang out at all. And then it was cool that we were able to do a second leg in Europe because it had kind of like eased a little bit. And so we got to hang out and we got to see like, oh, like this is like what kind of what makes Green Day tick. As much as you could see, like we got to kind of like look Peek under the, the hood. Curtain, yeah, yeah, totally. A little bit like, and see. which was it like? Yeah, which is really yeah. cool. I and mean, we grew up on those bands. So yeah. it's like It amazing. was Weezer? Yeah, and Weezer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like- That's a good tour. Just cool to like, yeah. Would you guys ever tour with Mike Hem? I think that would be awesome. Would be sick. We talked about it like, I don't even know if we talked about it. We talked about it like 15 years ago. Like, it, I, yeah. I think it would be amazing. Uh, I mean, hey, make it happen. guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love that band. Yeah, they're awesome. I've always loved that yeah. band. That's another like band, I think, that is unapologetically true to how they feel. Totally. I think all the decisions they've made are, and I think that they're them, these last runs of shows they've had, I'm such a huge fan of the band and them personally, as like, I see like, they are very authentic. Like, I think, you know, Mikey is very authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, you're friends with Mikey. I'm friends with, friends with them. Gerard's very authentic to like how he feels and you can just feel him making decisions that he, he feels he cares about. Almost no better world creator, definitely like no better world creator in rock music than Gerard. Like, it's yeah. just like when he goes all in on a thing, I mean, I, I've you've seen it with the records and I think you've seen it like, cause I see pictures of him on stage where he's like, you know, inhabiting different characters. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I mean, like it. he just create, he creates these entire worlds that are like, so, I mean, you saw it with the show on Netflix or whatever, but like probably the best at it to me. Yeah. I think I think he's just yeah he's extremely special and um, but I also think that like I would love to hear another record from them I I think you know um, it would it, it I, I'm sure I have no information if they're gonna make one or not I don't know but I'm just saying like I would love to hear one because it feels like they're they came back into the world and it's not nostalgia, dude. It's yeah. a, it's a big rock band. Yeah. 
that have timeless songs. So the thing about Fall Out Boy that I see with your music, when you listen, if you go on Spotify and you listen to like, this is Fall Out Boy, you have all the songs. You can't necessarily, you can hear the eras, but they you could they can play out of order and, and they all stand up right, with right. each other. Yeah. Even the early stuff has its place. I mean, maybe the production's not as on the totally level it's of produced like, whatever. differently than it is now. It's not like the Neil Avron production on the first, you know, whatever the first record was before the, the Neil record. Uh, yeah, take this to your grave. Right. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's got its place with the rest of the music because the lyrics and the and and look, it's like hearing someone's early work. It's always going to feel special and there's room for it to live in the, in there's, there's a place in the movie for it. Um, but the thing about the new music that I think when I noticed from the first, uh, the first release um, from the, the love from the other side, um, the arrangement of it feels super like, like movie score mature. Totally. Is that I, Patrick I, playing the piano? Yeah, for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, and I think he thinks, you know, he has been scoring. So, like, he thinks in kind of movie score yeah. terms now. But I also think that, like, we, a lot of times, like, our references will be more, like, cinematic stuff. So, it's, like, that's kind of what the, that's, like, what the, when we're in the airport or where we're waiting for, you know, when we're backstage like what we're talking about is like movies and debating and you know whatever and so like i think we just like let some of that naturally come into the record this record a little bit more does he deliver music to you and you hear it and go oh yeah this is dope or do you <laughs> deliver lyrics to him and he goes oh i could write to this <laughs> it's like a little bit of both i'll send him words and then he'll send back music and he, i can always tell if he's you know like He's enthusiastic or yeah, not. Yeah, you can tell, you know, it's like when somebody opens a present that they really actually wanted or didn't. So yeah. So like or like or like, oh cool. Oh, <laughs> Where's oh, this whoa, from? Maybe wow. I can maybe I can return it and get something yeah. I want. Um, <clears throat> so I can always tell that. And I think he felt really freed by the idea that like in whatever we're calling it, like the algorithm era, the TikTok era, whatever yeah, we yeah. want to call the era it. We're in. Yeah. He felt free because he was basically like given a mandate by the band. Like it doesn't need to be like three minutes and 30 seconds. It doesn't need to have a chorus. It doesn't need to, it does you know, like it should be what you feel. And I think he took that as like, <clears throat> like license to kill a little bit, you know, in a good way, you know. Do you guys feel like, do you, well, do you feel like uh, you're, do you feel like you've cracked the code on like how to do this and sustain it and have a life? Mm, that's a good question. Or are you still trying to find the balance of that? Like, do you still get caught up in moments? Like, I know you were just out of town. I don't know when you got back. Yeah. Because you're always kind of coming and going. Yeah. Uh, especially ramping up an album. Joel does actually know. I do know. <laughs> I do. We live near each other. We live next to each other. Uh, uh, but also, like, I check in sometimes to see, like, oh, are you in town? Are you out of town? Yeah. You, you know, you, you, it's kind of good to know if like your family's there and you're not there or like. That's sweet. See? You know, like yeah. it's good to know. Yeah, totally. you, you know, it's like, it's, 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 uh, I, I personally know when I leave, I'm a little anxious about my, my wife and kids being yeah. there without me just because I'm protective. Yeah. Um, we live in a really safe neighborhood, but yeah. still, it's just totally. my instinct. Yeah. Um, 
And I also know that like, if I go and do Ink Master, which is like six weeks of being away, um, I get to come home sometimes, but it's it's really kind of hit or miss if I, it, I'm just like kind of anxious the whole time. Yeah. And I'm a little, you know, more than six weeks, I don't think would be sustainable. I think six weeks is the limit yeah. that I could do. And a tour is longer than six weeks. Yeah. I mean, I feel really okay about saying no to certain opportunities now, just because there's time with my family and certain things yeah. where I'm like, it's, it's just, it doesn't really matter. It's not worth it. Um, at the same time, I have like an appreciation that we're like lucky enough to do this as a job and go around the world. And it's like something we dreamed of when we were like, I mean, before we started the band, you dreamed of like this kind of stuff. And so like, I appreciate that too, you know, and try to come up with a balance, but there's definitely times where I'm like, I kind of feel like I got it wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, Me too. You know, and it is what it is. Yeah. I'm always asking my, uh, I'm always asking Benj, you know, he, and he's got a young, he's got his, his daughter's three, but I always question, am I a good dad? I can't tell if I'm getting this right. If I'm, I mean, I think I'm getting more right than wrong. Right. I think that's a, that's actually the math we have to do. It's totally. Like, if we can get more right than wrong, if we get 80% right, I think is like great. Totally. And then like have a therapist ready. Yeah. When and they get you, old enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think therapy's great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, get them ready. Uh, I feel like. Yeah, you got like a therapist ready the way that like LeBron's when they graduate got, high yeah, school. LeBron's here's your car keys. Yeah. Here's the therapist. You're I, ready to go into the world. Yeah, I feel like you know that. Also, like some of the tough stuff with the kids, like as long as you're like still digging and getting to the like root of it and like the truth of it and like yeah. the love that's there and the, talking about it or whatever, like. It's good. You know, I mean, yeah. even the bad, the hard stuff, not bad stuff, the hard stuff is still good. It's like, it's hard, but it's good, you know? I always think like, out. I always think about like, I don't know, when we, when we have these conversations, I, I guess the whole, the whole thing I hope to get out of conversations that we're sharing with the world, obviously, right, is that people are listening who need to relate to people that they already relate to. Right. So like you have all these people out there that relate to your music and they know a lot about you too. Obviously over the years you've shared. Um, but there are, there is something about questioning if you're a good dad or a good partner or a good person that makes you kind of inherently a better person. Totally. You I know? think everybody's asking those questions. Like I asked those questions but then, like, beyond that, like, I feel like, I don't know. I've been thinking about, like, crazy, like, mortality stuff lately yeah. and just, like, weird stuff. Yeah. I think about, like, every every September I think about, like, I'm like, dang, like, my kids look like I feel like I looked and my parents, like, look like my grandparents. And that means I probably, like, look like my parents. And it's, like, a weird, you That's know. That's a trip. You know? And my therapist was like, yeah, because, like. It's matriculation, like when people are graduating and moving on, that's like when people actually feel the time going by, not like New Year's, not January 1st, which right. is random, you know it, what I mean? It's benchmark moments, yeah. graduating school, starting a new year. Yeah, and then right. sometimes in some ways it feels like, like when I was, you know, early 20s or whatever, it was like it felt like time went so slow and I couldn't get 
places fast enough. Yeah. And, and now it's just like, I see time like working against me sometimes, like yeah. my, where I'm like, oh, my, like, you know, like your 14 year old be like 18 in like a blink. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it's like, it's just all going so fast. And it's like the, you know, the quicksand all of a sudden starts going super fast. Yeah. I think uh, the thing I've been saying lately, me and Benjamin have been saying it together, like, let's slow it down. Because I feel you. In my 20s, I couldn't accomplish things fast enough. And by the way, it made me sloppy. It made me, I think I was super anxious. I really wanted to run away from, I was still like, I think you zero to 18, you're formed. Right. And then you leave the house and you go out in the world and you start trying to make it. I mean, that's you know what we did anyways. And- we're carrying all this baggage on all this kind of just like old, outdated or wrong information yeah. about how to navigate the world or what the world is. Yeah. And then we spend our 20s figuring out who we are. I had all kinds of things to figure out. And then by the time I got to 30 and I started really working on myself, that's when I really started like, oh, I can grow. Started going to therapy, started doing, looking for answers, healthier way to live. Yeah. You know, at the same time, we have these kids. I think the 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 first half of my 30s, I was really like digging in, doing the work, but I wasn't getting it all right. So I think it was my second half of my 30s where I started to get a little momentum, and like really figure some things out and feel like I was growing. Um, but I couldn't get there fast enough. And now I'm at, you know, in my 40s, and my kids are older. I wish I could go back. Totally. When I when they were babies, I was like, I can't wait till they can walk and I can take them to the park. And then when they're old enough to go to the park, I was like, I can't wait till they're big enough to join a sports team. Yeah. Or we can go to sushi and they'll be the. You know, yeah. it's like you're like no, but then no. It just doesn't slow down. You yeah. Know what I mean? Whole and so when any time I meet parents that are having kids for the first time, I'm like, Yo, I know I'm going to sound like everyone else, but it flies it by. Flies. Savor it. Yeah. Hold on to it. Hug them, rock them, do whatever you can because you'll wish you could go back. Totally, and and that's why you can make those decisions around touring and opportunities in music because you're like, yo, if I leave for a month, it's like a, it, it's a whole it's month so precious. Of, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, and they can come out there for two weeks in the middle. It's not the same. It's not a good place for kids. The road is, it's cool for kids to be able to come. And we certainly have done it and we'll continue to do it if we travel, especially if we tour. And I know you do it, but it's not going to be the same. You don't get the same time with them. Yeah. It's, it's not, a double it's life. Not, and it's not in the ecosystem. You know yeah. what I mean? It's cool because they can see like, oh, this is what you're doing, you know, whatever. This is where you, yeah. you are or whatever. But like, yeah, it's not the ecosystem that you're like family exists in. Yeah. It's not conducive to their success. Yeah. It's to yours. Yeah. And it's a family effort, right? But like, you it's a, the, w at this stage, you could say, I could say the same thing when I see um, Benji and Cam living their life, supporting each other. You know, me and Nicole are, are going through supporting each other. When somebody takes on a big tour or a job or something, the whole family's doing it. Yes. It, it, whether they're with you out there the whole time or not, they're all going through it with yep. you so that you can be out there doing it. And I think that's also something like people don't realize, like, uh, it's not something anyone can, you don't complain yeah, about it. No. And I think also like, <clears throat> to me, like the life back home, you know, when I was just in Europe, or whatever, like, like Megan will have to be like, like superhero shit. She's because, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Because it's like, Kill it's just a lot because you're doing it by yourself. You Two know what I mean? You know? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. And then you have to have 
somebody who's like down to, to, to do that and be like, you know, like this, you know? And so, yeah, on that level, it's, it's very, it's like we, me and her have had a lot of conversations, like this exact same thing you were talking about is like, we're all in it. You know what I mean? Like we all yeah. sign up for the tour or whatever. I know you're really into art too. Mm-hmm. Any favorite artists right now? Um, I love this guy. I think he's, I think his name's Hideon. Hideon maybe. Yeah. Um, he's dope. He's from Brooklyn. And he does these like weird, like medieval mixed media prints that also have like trucks and Lamborghinis in them. I like this guy. Um, Spencer Lewis a lot. Uh, he's downtown LA and he does these like, um, I don't know, like they like, he like paints on these things that look like, like potato sacks or something like yeah. that, you know, whatever. You know, I like what I like. You like what you like. You know, like it's like one of those things like where everyone just. I like Umar Rashid. I don't know. Oh my God. He's the yeah. best. You'll love him. Really? We have similar tastes though. Yeah, That's yeah. why I always ask you. Cause every, yeah. everybody you've ever gotten into, I've also gotten into them or I've, also been like way behind you on people where yeah, you yeah. got you got there where you could actually afford to buy a piece yeah, yeah. and then they've just blown up and it's yeah. like impossible to get a piece you have to compete with everyone to yeah, get a piece yeah. um which it's not that it's not really about the value of the pieces for me it's about being there early there's something about very thrilling about finding something that not, not a lot of other people know about totally. and then like holding it and believing in it and and then it gets big and you're like, I was right. Yeah. I knew he was special. Yeah. And part of me feels special for seeing that. You know, I think that's like my attitude towards or for like, even with music, when I find an artist that I'm like, oh my God, they're special. They make such good, like, totally. look how talented they are. And, and then years later they become like something special. And you're like, I knew he was, I knew I was right about him. I get so much out of that experience. Um, I've actually never sold a piece of art. I just haven't, like, I don't even know how to do that, really. Um, but uh, Josh can help you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Josh, will you sell all my art? I'm going minimalist now. <laughs> I'm selling everything and I'm going to wear <laughs> a, a robe. Totally. Uh, I, uh, the other thing that I really wanted to ask about today on the little list of things I had, it's funny, I talked to Benj too, and I was like, get to talk to Pete and actually like have a conversation with him about Fall Out Boy, which we have over the years talked yeah. about Fall Out Boy yep. and talked about all your stuff. I don't know that I always ask you every question I want to ask. I think I edit myself when we're, when we're hanging out or whatever. Cause like it, you know, you know how it is, but like, I think that you have, and I think Fall Out Boy and you have probably one of the, one of the careers I admire in like our from like the world we came from. Right. Cause I really think that like I never wanted to be held to anything. I always wanted to grow out of I always want to grow bigger and go further and try to like take it to the limit of whatever I can do with whatever I'm doing. And I always feel like you guys did that really well. But like to me, and you you guys started in when did you start in 2001, 2002, right. something early like that. 2000s. Yeah. So, so we were just a few years ahead of you. We were yep. like 96. We started, so it wasn't that much actually time. But Six like, a, but in a weird way, a lot of time because like the 90s to the 2000s was like this weird chasm. You know what I mean? Weird. Like things changed so much. Yeah, we were definitely a 90s band yeah. when we started, and we came into the 2000s. And that's when we had our kind of like 
mainstream success. But oh. like, it's interesting with Fall Out Boy, were you, how old were you when you started? Did you have another band before it? I had so many bands okay, before you had, it. So yeah. you were like a band, you wanted to be in a band. I was in all these like super, super heavy bands. Right, like hardcore? Hardcore bands. Yeah. And Fall Out Boy was like the one we did just for like fun. Right. Which of course, you know what I mean? Of course that's the one that you're doing like 20 years later. Because yeah. it's like, it was like, let's do something that's like not the other thing. Let's do something that's like just fun for us to do. Yeah. Um, like a lot, it was like. So weird how like that works out like that. Totally, right? Yeah, because it's other, really good. It's, Really, it feels purposeful. Yeah. It doesn't feel like, oh, let's just have some fun and try these songs. But I always think about it like when in any sports I'm playing or something, like my best swing, my best whatever is when I'm free, when I right. feel like I can just, when I let it go and I'm not thinking about all the other stuff. And I feel like anytime the band and probably like life decisions I've made have been correct. I feel free and they're like easy breezy because there's not like a restriction on it. You know what I mean? And I think that that's what it was. Like we definitely grinded, you know, but like, it was like, there was kind of no rules on the like songwriting side. Um, but you wanted to make it. We wanted to make it. Yeah. I mean, I think we originally were just like, let's just whatever. And then like when people besides just our friends were like, Oh, cool. It's all cool. Yeah. Then we were like, okay, now we're going to grind. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we just grinded. And when you started 2001, 2002, when would you say that you like had your first moment where you were like, was it 2004? Where you had your moment like, oh, wow, this is success. See, like in 2004 or whatever, we were still like this band that like, Every kid knew, but like no adult knew. Right. So it was like this weird thing, like because we were just like kind of shared on mp3.com and like which you were like an indie band. Yeah. And the shows would be big and the fire marshal would show up and shut the shows down right. or whatever. But like like in the adult world of like gatekeepers and stuff, they were like, What is this? You guys look weird. The the you guys don't play well live. You know, like it was yeah, like yeah. and then <clears throat> we put our first major label record out and no one played, no radio station played it. And then we made like a weird video with this, like, we just made a weird video. Like yeah. we were like, we basically were like, we're going to take any treatment that isn't like, like pool party in the backyard, people fall in the pool, you know, because that's like the only treatments we got. And so like, we did this really weird video. Yeah. It was like a, it was like Good Charlotte or some 41 video or something. Like that was the time. It was the Everyone's time. was like, let's make these guys look cute. And yeah. let's make the the videos seem like a pool party. Yeah, it was the time. Yeah. Like that was the vibe. It was the vibe. Like it was yeah. like sign more pop punk. Yeah. And I was. You guys we, were never it, pop punk. Yeah. Really. And we were just like, this won't, like us doing this will not work, will not be believable. Right. So then we made the weird video. It went up TRL because of our fan base. And then yeah. radio just had to play it. It's crazy TRL. Like you guys are, you guys were there. Yeah. And you're here now. And so much has had to change to get to where we are now. But it's just crazy when you say TRL, it takes me right back to a time when I remember all the videos. I mean, we were a part of it. Like yeah. the, the shininess of the videos and, and the, the like the time pool square parties and the house and parties. Like screaming, and, yeah. you can't hear anything. And, oh, yeah. Crazy. Such a time. Yeah. Crazy, 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 and great to have been there. Would never go back, 
Totally. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. We had <clears throat> maybe one year where it was like the super famous band, like where you like literally couldn't leave the hotel yeah. and like you go in through the kitchen and whatever. Yeah. Would never do it for more than a year. Would never. It was, it's just like, listen, it's very cool. It's very cool to experience, but it's like not a life. Like when I look at like the K-pop bands and, um, I just like feel for like you I just feel, feel the pain for, yeah, of it. I feel like for, like like I do know I get it. You know what I mean? Like it's like watching something that everyone else is going. Isn't that great? And you're and I understand the concept of why someone would think that's great. Yeah, but there's so much that comes with it in a like I like same thing we had a we had our, our moment where it was like you couldn't go anywhere yeah you couldn't get in a hotel yeah. like you you had to sneak in places and <laughs> there's definitely like a loneliness to it it's you know? lonely and it's weird and it's fast moving and you can't it's not like you're in, it's moving slow and you're enjoying it it's like yeah. it's not like you're slowly tasting food yeah. or you're like on like a a stroll yeah. it's like this fast moving weird full of weirdness full of like and I think that like it, I, the only reason I'm glad I experienced it is so that I know what I don't want. Totally. And I think also to be able to have empathy for people when I think I didn't before, cause I thought like, oh, just give it everything to me. Give me all the money, right. give me all the fame and I'm nothing. So I need everything. Right. And then I realized like that was just me not feeling like I was worth anything. So I needed everything and yeah, I wanted it all it. Yeah. now. And I just worked for it. And then, and I realized like that was my, my self-esteem. Um, now also like take that out of it. Cause it's not always about your, your, your trauma. Like there is a part of me as an artist that wants validation mm -hmm. to make things that other people like, because there's a joy in that. Like you, it's like making a meal for someone like, Oh, they like it. That, that feels really good in my soul to see someone enjoy something. Yeah. And you're making, you're putting joy into the world. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and certainly like you guys are the same, you have this entire fan base of people that like, you have a very big cross section. I see it anyways. Um, you have a cross section of fans who relate to the art who go, this makes me feel heard or seen. This makes me feel like good about life. This, this helps my mental health. Totally. And there is something about making art, for that reason too, that we also did feel very strongly about putting something into the world that helped this certain group of fans we had that really struggled with, like they had bad home lives and they had yeah they had shit they were going through yeah and like mental health and like something yeah. that you can like put on and hear there's someone else going through something it might not be the exact same thing I'm going through but it's like someone else going through a thing you know and to relate yeah and it helps you too. Um, but then the other side of it is like all of the shiny stuff, the money, the fame, the this, the that, the that, like that you think you want because you think it's going to make, like you said earlier, you think it's going to fill the hole. You think it's going to fix everything. And then you get on the other side of it and you realize like it actually made it worse. And now I need to really go figure this out. And that's what I feel like good Charlotte really saved my life in that sense of like, it took me on the ride. I got on the other side of that crazy ride and realized it didn't fix anything. Now I got to go find an answer. And then I, and that's when I really started working on myself and doing all the things that were good for me. Right. And that's when I became, I think the person that I am today, which is like, of course, the guy from good Charlotte to a lot of people, 
yeah that that's me yeah. i mean it's definitely me I'm, I'm i'm but but i'm older now and and there is more to me than than actually the music actually a lot more to me i think about all these different categories where people have to take chances that they're not sure about and how hard it is to take that first step when you don't have all these people around you cheering you on and i think music is a big for soundtrack sure. for sure i mean and i think also like to me i think about like and you know i i talk to you know kids that are in bands and stuff like one of the big things and it's your band too and a lot of the bands that came kind of from i think where we came from there wasn't some you know talent scout there that was like no. putting this thing together or whatever <laughs> you know like it's just like grubby punk rock kids that yeah. just you know and and to me like if we could do it, it's like literal proof that anyone could do it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I was, you know what I mean? And like, I, and I, I hope people see that. I hope people see, and that doesn't, you don't got to apply that to just being in a band. Like you can apply that to, you know, going to college or, you know, playing sports or making art or making movies or whatever. Like, like you have to dream it. Like you have to picture it. And it's unfortunate that there's all these obstacles in the way and people that, intentionally or unintentionally put obstacles in the way but part of you know making it is like finding ways to kind of break through those and finding ways to just like have that like little extra gas in the tank and like i hope our songs are a part of it i hope your songs are a part of it you know i hope like what you do here is a part of it you know like i i, I think it's you know, an artist's responsibility to increase joy in the world, you yeah. know, and, you know, like yeah. we, the world is um, obviously complicated, you know, like to me, it's like, feels like it's on edge lately a lot. Yeah, and it feels tough. like it's like ready to, to blow and people, are, you know, are filming each other, getting in fight, you know, like just like kind of crazy stuff or whatever. But like, I think as artists, it's our job, our responsibility more so to increase the joy, you know what I mean? Like, I think that, Life is short, life is long. Um, there's definitely both. And like experiencing joy and following who you are is super important. Yeah, I agree. I think um, that's kind of like become the, the something, it's at least something I really think about. I think you're, you're really right about um, what I think is becoming resilient. I believe the universe will never put an obstacle in front of you that you can't over, you know, overcome. Uh, but part of the 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 level up is to <clears throat> overcome it, and then once you have that skill, you move on to the next level. And it's like a video game. I've always seen it that way. Of like, the, the each obstacle is it's up to me to overcome it. Now, having a support system, people, you know, that are helping me, rooting me on, and um, and then you know, being motivated by other people's success. I've always been like. I've always been inspired by other people's success in figuring out like how they did it. And that's always helped me because there's always like wisdom in looking at other people's uh, success. I, and, and it, and it brings me back to um, your, I don't know, dude, your life always just looks like a success to me. It's cool to see. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. There's a, like as you know, there's like a, a a long line of failures that happen to make this the success yeah. happen. You know, whatever. No one but sees those. Yeah, you know. we don't remember those. Yeah, anyways. yeah, yeah. we totally. all have them. Yeah, but you know how it is. <laughs> yeah, and it takes a village. You have <laughs> a really, a you have a great, you have a great partner, and you have uh, your band is obviously 
it seems like really great partners. Um, uh, all really, really nice, gracious guys. They've always been like cool. It's it's really nice actually when you uh, see a group of guys who you're feels good when you guys win. I always feel good when you guys. That's win. awesome, man. Same. I would say also one of the things we got asked the other day was um, like what was our biggest like what what was the biggest success we had or what was the biggest milestone and to me it's like shooting into that vortex as a band and just coming out the other side like just surviving the and whole being thing okay you know what i mean yeah. yeah surviving the whole yeah. thing you know what i mean cuz yeah. like got a lot of friends and other artists that just didn't you know cuz it's just it's difficult it's it's difficult it's it's so difficult and it's not in a complaining way. It's not so it's so difficult to keep your sanity when you have to exist thinking only about yourself and your success to make it. And it's such a dog eat dog kind of like it feels like world of like of of the world, period. It's like to succeed, it's tough. Yeah. And then when you succeed, it's tough because you're getting beat up the whole time. Everywhere you turn in every direction, yeah. you're facing, you're, you're faced with all these kinds of things. And I think that like getting to the other side of it, like you said, when I see you and you have a family and you, you all, all you, the whole band, by the way, I look at and I go, <laughs> oh, they survived that race that you have to run to. And it's, somehow you found a balance that I think is like, it's like, it's dad shit. It's yeah. like, oh, look, my, he's taking care of business. He's taking care of the kids. He's taking care of his wife. He's yeah. taking care of his family. He's taking care of, and he's still out there. When I see dads doing it and getting the balance right, because I get to see behind the curtain, that's why. So right. I get to see, Right. Your real life is, it's a real life. We're right. all dealing with stress. Like right. we all got kids, you know, like throwing shit and being kids. Yeah. But you handle it, you go out in the world, you, 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 and you, you keep it together. That to me is like, I think that's what we wanted to grow up to be. Like, what do you think the legacy of Fall Out Boy is? Good question, man. Um, uh to me um the two things i want to th always think about in terms of legacy are it's really important to like um you know other bands obviously like like you guys and uh green day blink like kick the doors down and bands before that kick the door down you know but like you you got to like widen the the path for the artists coming behind you and for the culture that's coming behind you you know like i think it's important um and then i've always thought about it in terms of like to me like metallica like the the ultimate the ultimate with like a band like metallica is like you go like what does that band sound like metallica just sounds like metallica you know what i mean like yeah they look like, like Metallica. Them. You know what I mean? Like their shirts look like Metallica shirts. You know what I mean? Like the ultimate thing is like when your band is just the descriptor. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's your place in history, you know? And I think to get to that point would be cool. You know you what guys, I mean? You guys are there. Maybe. Dude, there yeah. Definitely I could name in a good way too because I hear bands all the time. I sent you one that I found, uh, that band um, Nightlife from Baltimore. Yeah. They're, they're dope. 
but they sound like very they they sound like they come from the Fallout Boy <laughs> like like the genre like to me there's like a genre of this like melodic big rock that it has flavors of all this stuff. Right. I think there's something about Patrick that there's a lot of flavor in there of like like something like jazzy solely R&B solely R&B R&B sure. to yeah, it yeah. that like is unique to you guys and and all the bands that have come behind you guys. You could say Panic yeah. and then you could say there's a bunch of bands that you could go down the line. This is not an insult to any of them. I'm fans. No, totally. And this band, I this band that I found in in uh, Baltimore is is in that line. I think of like this really soulful R and B, um, but big rock songs. And it's, I can't think of one before Fallout Boy that Fallout Boy sounds like, but I can mm. think of a bunch behind Fallout Boy mm. that have a Fallout Boy. You know, rim, there's the reminiscent of. Right. It sounds very. Uh, it, it it sounds in the world. It's a world, and so I think you guys sound like Fallout Boy. I appreciate that. I do. We, I don't know. Well, I don't you know about that. But you know what I mean. Like, but that's the that's the goal. Of you know? course, when yeah. you said it, I I thought, <laughs> do we sound like ourselves? Yeah, totally. I don't. But not as much as you guys sound like yourselves. But you, I think we do. But not as much as you guys sound like yourselves. Yeah, I can you just find know other what, yeah, songs. You just know what I mean. Like I know. it's like you want to be able to like. It that is that that just is what it is. You know what I mean? That's that that's 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 real. That's a really good uh, way to put it. Now I'm thinking about our. our I'm like now I really want to do that too. Um, <laughs> You've done it too, man. Trust me. It's 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 uh it's cool. <clears throat> well, thanks, dude. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. No bad times. I don't want no bad. Thank you for listening to Artist Friendly this week. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. This car only take premium.